Today, I'm going to share with you something that many podcasters are going to disagree with me on because they are the equivalent of those first two pigs in the Three Little Pigs story, how they were too lazy to build a strong house that will withstand the huffs and puffs of the big bad wolf. So many podcasters are like that. And those podcasters are teaching people how to podcast. So you have a bunch of people building podcasts that are like the first and second pig, house made of straw, house made of sticks, big bad wolf coming to huff and puff and blow it all down. Instead of building a podcast that's the equivalent of that third pig who built his house out of bricks, very strong, foundation was strong, everything about it. Big Bad Wolf came, huff, puff, puff, and huff. Couldn't even do anything with that house. He was huffing and puffing, huffing and puffing until he passed out, right? Well, I'm going to share with you today a way in which to protect yourself from the podcasting version of the Big Bad Wolf, which is companies and individuals that have ownership and control over your feed. And also a way, and it's the same way, that's going to allow for you to get in front of buyers, people who want to work with you more efficiently and more effectively than all these things, these people who built their house or their podcast out of sticks and straw, so to speak, has done. listening to the Buy Your Attractive Podcast. I'm your host, Vernita Sherman, and on this show, I share tips on converting your podcast into a revenue-generating asset that attracts qualified buyers. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to BuyerAttractor.com. This is episode four of the podcast. And listen, if your podcast feed is not on your domain, your website's domain, then you have no ownership and control over it. And let me let me be very clear what I mean by that because many podcasters have websites that have their podcast on it, but that does not mean that the podcast feed is on the site. So let me give you an example. My podcast feed is at buyerattractor.com forward slash feed, forward slash podcast. That's the audio version. And then the video version is buyerattractor.com forward slash feed, forward slash video dash podcast. Now, if your feed, your podcast feed is not something similar to what I just said, as far as it being off of your domain, your actual website's domain, then you need to reevaluate all of how you set that thing up. And here's one of the big reasons why. When you have your podcast feed on your website's domain, you can get in front of people who are searching for you, actively searching for you in the search engines easier. So people who are going to Google, Bing, Yahoo, wherever, they are searching for an expert that has the information, the products, the services, and the programs that you have. You can get in front of them much easier and in a much more efficient way when your podcast feed is on your website's domain. So how is that? Well, whatever domain has the podcast feed on it, 
that domain gets respect from the bots. So when it comes to the search engines in this example, having your domain house the podcast feed, the search engine is now looking at your website as a whole, as a credible site for the type of information that you share. Now, how is that? Am I just saying this? No, I'm not. Because it it works like this. Remember, when you submit your podcast feed to the podcasting directories, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, I can go on and on and on. When that feed is submitted to them, their bots are pulling from that domain, specifically from the feed on that domain, but it's pulling from that domain. So all those bots pulling from that domain, the search engine bots see that. And so that boosts up the credibility of the domain. So now not only does the domain as a whole pique the interest of the search engines, but also the individual podcast episode pages. Because see, when the search engines are deciding what they're going to index and then serve up to the people who are searching for an expert like you, the individual pages matter most because the individual pages are going to be the ones that are relevant to the particular query that the person is typing in or they're on their phone thumbing. You know what I'm saying? So you get what I'm saying here. Let me let me break this down. So real simple. You have a podcast feed on your website's domain. All of the podcast directories, their bots are fetching each episode, each episode from that feed that's on your domain. Google bot and all the other bots, the search engine bots are seeing that. It piques their interest. They come and sniff around or crawl things like the spiders, right? Like a search engine spider. And now, not only is your whole domain as a whole getting some respect, but each individual page that has the particular, the specific content that's relevant to what the searcher is searching for is now getting some respect. That's the power of having your podcast feed on your own domain. Now, see, what many people do is instead of having the feed on their own domain, they they act just like the first and second little pig out of the three little pig story. They go and take the easy route, or they think it's the easy route. It's perceived as being the easier route, but not really. But they go to the podcast hosting sites and get their free website that they have and have the feed on that site. But here's the thing. When you do that, your feed is now whatever name your handle is for that uh, for your podcast dot Lipson dot com or dot whatever other hosting company that that person uses dot com or it'll be thehostingcompany.com forward slash whatever or thehostingcompany.whatever.com. The thing about it is, it's not your domain. (laughs) No matter what it is, it's not your domain. And who's getting the juice? It's not you. It's the hosting company. Whoever, 
And if it's not the hosting company, it's the podcasting network. That's another thing. Let go of these podcasting networks. These podcasting networks are taking up all your juice, all the credibility that your domain, your website could be getting had you house your podcast feed on your own domain. The podcasting networks are also taken away from you as an expert being seen as an expert because they're inserting ads and stuff throughout your, and, and you know what? They may not even be inserting it. They may tell you that you have to talk about whatever it is that, that they want you to have the little 30-second advertisement about. You have no control. You're under their control. Being on a podcast network, I mean, you're just like these newscasters out here that work for like NBC, ABC, uh, MSNBC, CNN, whoever. They can get rid of you whenever. They've done that many times to many people. And then where do those people go? To another network. Same thing can happen. Another network. It's the same thing in the podcasting world when it comes to a podcast network. You're working under someone else's control. You, you think it's your podcast, but it's not. It's their podcast, and you're the talent. You're being pimped, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you it's, you. it's time for you to have ownership and control over your own feed. Now, that may not even be you. You may know about all that. You're like, I don't do podcast networks. I have my own podcast. I even have it on my own site. No. If the feed is not on the site, you don't have it on your own site. What you have it on is one of those hosting companies and you're sharing it on your site. It needs to be the other way around. You house everything on your site. That feed is on your site. Everything is on your site. And then you share out to other places, whether it be a network, a directory, social media, wherever. You're either syndicating to other places where you can take that feed and syndicate it or you're sharing, syndicating or sharing, but everything should be housed on your site. And it's the same thing what I was talking about in episode three, all those people on YouTube thinking that they have a podcast. No, they have a YouTube video. Because the thing about it is your podcast, your video podcast should be on your site with the video feed. Then you take the video and upload it to YouTube and create a playlist so that you have your podcast also on YouTube, also on YouTube, not just on YouTube. Your site, your domain name needs to be the house, needs to be where all roads lead to you because you are an expert that has a product. You have a service, you have a program, you're selling something. You're not like all these other podcasters out there trying to figure out how to monetize their podcast. You don't need to figure that out because you got pro products and services to sell. So you don't need to figure out how to monetize your podcast. Your podcast is the marketing tool that's helping you generate revenue because you're going to get in front of buyers and attract them and they're going to want to buy your stuff. But how do you get in front of those buyers? We talked about active searchers, right? Didn't we talk about active searchers? I talked about active searchers on the first and second episode. Now I'm giving you more information on how to get in front of them easier by having your podcast feed on your own domain. Now Googlebot, that's what it's called, and all the other search engines 
are sniffing around your site and they're seeing how your site is credible, has the information that those searchers are searching for. And so now they're going to want to put your stuff in front of those people, your episodes. Now, it takes a little time for that to happen. But over time, you are building up more and more credibility with Googlebot and all the other search engines. You're building up more and more juice. You have way more link juice coming to you because you're building up links naturally. Yes, I'm getting into SEO, and I'm going to talk about that more in a podcast SEO episode. It may be the next episode or the episode after that. I'm going to get deeper into that, but I just want to, I want you to know that SEO, search engine optimization, is what I'm talking about. And you know what? Hold, hold on. Let me say something about this because this is another thing. People are going around saying that SEO is dead and SEO doesn't work anymore and all these other kind of things. It ain't about SEO not working. It's about you not knowing how to work it. It's about you going to these companies that don't know how to do SEO naturally. They're doing things, black hat, that don't, that's not long-term. They're doing things that hurt you, not help you. And they, don't, they don't, do not understand how important content is, how important creating quality content is, okay? And it takes more than just having some AI bot spit out something. And I, I want to talk about SEO just real quick. I said I was going to talk about another episode, and I am. But real quick, the whole internet is based off of search engine optimization, even social media. People keep talking about SEO versus social media. It ain't, there is no either or. Everything is search. Because when you go on social media and you click a hashtag or you're on your phone and you, you tap right there, that hashtag, that is a query. And what happens when you tap that hashtag, everything related to that starts popping up. That's no different than going to Google, typing something, a query, and results show up. It's the same thing. On social media, they're calling it social media algorithms. So Facebook's algorithm, Instagram's algorithm, LinkedIn's algorithm. An algorithm, an algorithm is the same thing as a Google search or Google bot or a search bot. Search engines, algorithms, AI, crawlers, they're all the same thing. The only difference is what you call it based off of whatever platform you're using. But it's all the same thing. The, the Internet is search. So what do you need to do for Google, Bing, Yahoo to like you? What do you need to do for Yahoo to like you? What do you need to do for LinkedIn to Yahoo, uh, to Yahoo, for LinkedIn to like you? What do you need to do for Instagram to like you when it comes to all of their bots? How do you get those different platforms' bots to serve you up when someone clicks on a hashtag or types in something? It's all the same. And I want to, I want to make that very clear because I'm so sick and tired of people talking about how SEO is dead and how SEO don't work. My God, if SEO didn't work, the Internet would have been shut down because that's all the Internet is. Okay, I digressed. Now let me get back. All right, so getting back to having your podcast feed on your own domain. How do you do that? I'm going to say one word. It's going to make it real simple and real easy. Blueberry. And no, I'm not talking about the fruit. I'm talking about the podcast hosting company. 
Blueberry. That company has a plugin that will allow for you to create a podcast feed on your website's domain. Yes, I said plugin. So what am I talking about? Yes, I'm talking about WordPress. So you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, no, I don't want no WordPress site. Wix, Squarespace, that's me, whatever, whatever. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go right back on to the beginning of this whole episode. What did I say? I talked about having ownership and control over your feed, which ties into having ownership and control over your podcast website, over your podcasting platform, because that's what it is. The place that you're publishing your podcast, in order to have ownership and control over it, it's not just about the feed. You have to have ownership and control over the actual site itself, too. Why do I say WordPress is the way to go in order to have ownership and control? Well, because WordPress is an open source platform. Now, I'm not going to get all technical with it, but I'm just going to say this. When you're messing around with Squarespace, Wix, and all these other things, they're proprietary software. That that way of doing things is just with that particular company. You can't take that and move that design off somewhere and play around with do what you want. You have, well, I would say the uh, people who are able to code, let's use Squarespace as an example. They're able to mess around with the code, make the site look pretty without having to use a template. They can, you know, use their creativity to do their thing and mix it around and do whatever they want to do with that code. But it was within that framework, as opposed to with WordPress, how you have a license to do whatever you want to do with it, it's yours. So you're not within a framework within the, it's kind of like someone who is in jail. Yeah, they can move around in that jail cell, but they're still inside of that jail, right? Compared to somebody else who's not in jail, who have complete freedom to do whatever they want to do without being in a cell. So WordPress allows for you to have that freedom because it's an open source platform. You can do whatever you want to do with it. That's how you have ownership, ownership and control over your intellectual property. With that, now, now here's the thing. I know a lot of people, they're afraid of WordPress because they, for whatever reason, think WordPress is complicated and all of that. The WordPress of 2023 is not the WordPress of, of 2013. I mean, WordPress is, has changed. And now you have companies like Thrive Themes and that company that created Elementor. So you have Thrive Architect, Elementor, and different things like that. And now Gutenberg, WordPress itself, that these, the companies as well as WordPress itself has created a way with blocks, has created a way to make it so much easier to maneuver around within WordPress. But I would also want to say to you that you know, you as an expert, why are you playing around WordPress anyway yourself? That's something to hire out. That's something to get somebody else to do that. Okay. If you're an expert in a particular industry that has absolutely nothing to do with web design, web development, and things of that nature, you messing around with different tools and plugins and all that, regardless of whether it's Squarespace, Wix, WordPress, or anything, Joomla, do uh, the other thing, I forgot what it starts with a D, but 
Why are you messing around with that if that is not your wheelhouse? Get somebody else to play with that. WordPress is going to give you the flexibility to be able to have your podcast feed on your own domain. And you have ownership and control, not only of the site itself, but also of that feed, giving you all the SEO juice and that SEO power. Okay. That search engine optimization power. Like I said, I'll talk about that later. But the point is to simplify it. People are searching for an expert like you. You create content week after week after week related to the things that they're searching for. They're going to come to your site. And next thing you know, they're going to want to work with you. But if you continue to allow for an asset an asset, it is an asset, like a podcast feed to be somewhere else on a third-party site, you're going to continue to allow for that third-party site, their domain, to get all the juice. And I want to talk about also, this ties in with it, you know how, go to Apple Podcasts for an example, this is a perfect example, you go to Apple Podcasts, and look at many of the, the podcasts there. Click on an episode. And this may even be your podcast that does this. You click on an episode. You go there. You see the description. And at the bottom, it'll say like episode webpage, something like that. It's a hyperlink. The word says episode webpage. And then you tap it. Many times you're taken to, for an example, a Lipson website, that free website or a Buzzsprout site, or some other hosting company site. And that is the site that that hosting company allow for that individual to have where the feed is housed. But the problem with that is that that site is not a money site. It doesn't house your offers, your products, your services, whatever your call to action is to get people to work with you. It's not there. That's just your podcast. Whereas if you go to someone who has a podcast feed on their own domain, you click that link, you're going to be taken to their episode on their domain and they can have a call to action somewhere right there that leads to the offer. Or even if they don't have the call to action right and right as soon as you go there, it's on that site. You, the the person who is searching for you doesn't have to go to Lipson first and then go on over to your site, clicking here, clicking there just to get back to where your offer is. You see, in marketing, you don't want people to have to have to take so many clicks in order for them to to work with you or purchase something. The less clicks, the better. So to have that link lead right back to your website is powerful. This brings me to another thing I want to talk about. Maybe this is you. Maybe it's not, but I'm going to mention it. It may be you. So listen up. Same thing in Apple Podcasts. I'm going to use that as an example where the description is. Having this very long description with like five, six, seven, eight links. I know I'm exaggerating, but most people do have like three and four. That's too much and it's going to kill your conversions. Okay. You're giving people too many choices here. Too many choices. And I see a lot of people do that whose websites, when it comes to their feed, their their podcasting feed, their publishing platform is on a third-party site. 
since you know the publishing platform is on a third-party site, you're going to have all these links leading back to your site, the different pages of your site. That's too many choices within that, that platform right there. What you want to do is have a link leading to your site, one, one, link, one link leading to your site, the page on your site that has the offer. But the thing about it is you don't have to do that if your episode webpage went to your site in the first place. But just, just an FYI, you know, just a little, little tidbit of uh, information for you right here. Uh, get rid of all those links in your description because that is really, that's not how you do it. And this is just basic marketing. You don't give people all these options all up in that small space. Have one option that's related to, you know, one of your offers that's related to that particular episode if you're going to do it like that. So to close this out, everything that I'm saying is all about you being your own media. You having ownership and control over your intellectual property and over your asset, that main asset, which is your podcast feed. That being on your own domain, your website, and having control and ownership over your own web files. So that being something that you can do whatever you want with because it's yours. No one can shut you down. No one can throw you off. No one can suspend you because everything is housed on your site. Now, if you want to go out there and do all the various different types of marketing and promotion and whatever you want to do, hey, more power to you. But my thing is making sure that you build a strong podcast foundation where you don't have to do those things unless you want to. Because your foundation, your house that you have for your podcast is so tight that people are coming to you. You got the searchers searching in Google, searching in YouTube, and searching in other search engines. And they're coming to your site wanting to work with you. Some are coming to listening to, you know, to listen to you. And then once they listen to you, they want to work with you. And some are also coming straight up just to want to work with you or at least get in touch with you. I mean, the thing about it is it's so powerful when you have ownership and control over your own feed because you are literally attracting people to you without you having to go out there do, doing so much. I, I, I like to compare it to pound cake. You know, everything, all the marketing strategies that you use that's outside of your house, that you go out outside of your house and do, that's like icing on a cake. But pound cake does not need icing. It tastes good without it. Now, yeah, it tastes better with a little glaze on it, but you don't need icing with pound cake. So be like that pound cake. Have your stuff tight like that where it's good by itself, but also do, do the other things that you do to enhance it, yeah. But I want to also make something really clear here because I don't want to mislead you. I want you to understand that just having the podcast on your feed, uh, I'm sorry, having your podcast feed on your site that is a WordPress site and that's it and then all of a sudden this flood of traffic of people who are actively searching for what you have to offer are just going to come to you like that. No, there's a strategy with that. Because there's a way that certain things need to be set up in order for that to happen. Okay? But I'm talking about the foundational stuff. Nothing's going to happen if you don't have that foundational piece done. 
once you have a WordPress site that allows for you to use a plugin from a company that's been in the game for a very long time, and that company, Blueberry, allows for you to create a feed or off of your own domain. Once you have that, oh man, there's so many things you can do with that. But you got to know how to do those things and in what order and in what way that's going to be the most beneficial to you when it comes to Googlebot, all the other search engines and all these other AI and all the things that's going on right now when it comes to automated systems, recognizing you as an authority. Okay, so it's one thing for people, humans, to recognize you as an authority on a particular subject. But remember, in order for those people to even know that you exist, the bots got to like you too to put you in front of them. And there are some very strategic ways to get that to happen. And my thing is, though, you got to have the basics done. And the basic foundational thing once again, I know I'm repeating myself, but it's so important, is to make sure that your podcast feed is housed on your domain. Now, if you have any questions about that and you're just like, what? What's she talking about? I don't understand. Or you're like, okay, now how do I do that? What you Can you help me? Go to buyerattractor.com and let's talk. Meet with me. I'm waiting. Thank you for listening to the Buyer Attractor Podcast. When you're ready for guidance on leveraging your podcast to attract more qualified buyers, I'm here for you at buyerattractor.com.